Hello, welcome back to Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I am Ebony. I'm Amiri. And today we're going to be talking about Firestarter. And not just the book by Stephen King. We're also going to be talking about the 1984 film and the 2022 movie that recently came out Mm -hmm. that my husband regrettably loves. He really loves this movie. Yeah, and I I hate it. Yeah, it was not... You know what? We will get into it. Exactly. So let's just jump in. So... Whenever I first came across this work of art, it was through the movie and the 1984 movie. And I loved it. I loved it so much because I thought it was just so cool and so entertaining. And albeit I was like maybe nine, Mm -hmm. if not younger than that, whenever I first viewed the movie. So this is also around the time where I saw X-Men. So it all Mm -hmm. lined in together with the mutations and the powers and whatnot. So I just thought that was just the coolest thing ever. And I just loved it, loved it, loved it. But I never thought to read a book until we started this podcast. Okay. Yeah. And so I drug you into it. Yeah, this was, <laughs> this is my version of Beloved. <laughs> yeah. So we finished it. Ha-ha. That's true. We did finish it. <laughs> so um, in the movie, well, okay. So tell me how you felt about the 1984 movie. Okay. So I liked the 1984 movie. Yes. I... Thought it was very true to the book, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate when you have like a book to movie adaptation. Like I want it to be true to the source material. Mm-hmm. I mean, as close as it can as get. As close as possible. Because yeah. some stuff you can't get all the way, especially if it's like a supernatural type thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to convey a lot of that through film. Mm-hmm. But I think that the version from the 80s does a very good job at that. Mm-hmm. Now, the special effects of it all. <laughs> Hey, they thought it was. They, they were thought shit. it was cool. <laughs> Every time I bring this up to my mom, and in, I was talking to my mom and dad the other day about it, and I was like, "Listen, the special effects are just awful. They are trash." And she's like, "No, it's just you know, it was good for our day. <laughs> in ten years, when you have kids, they're gonna think that your special effects not like this. No, not like this. Yes, there are points in that movie." It was basically at the end of the movie, they just wanted to do, burn things up. They just wanted to do some crazy stuff. Like, they wanted to have people flying. Yeah. Like, you could almost see the strings. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, like, for no apparent reason, there were just meteors falling. Yeah, like, it was just, they were like, let's just put everything we wanted to put in the movie. We didn't have time. Go, go, yeah, go. go. You want a meteor? Go. Yeah. You want to fly through the air? Cool. Yes. You want to get launched on a tree? Great. We can do all of this. All of it. Last five minutes of that movie are crazy. <laughs> but it was so funny. <laughs> it is. It's really enjoyable to watch. Yes. There were times where I was very disturbed, but that's only because I feel like the 80s had its, obviously, the 80s had its own weird culture. Yeah. Especially, and it just made me really uncomfortable, but how much they were touching and kissing Drew Barrymore. Yes. I literally have a list, because I did come prepared this time. (laughs) I really wanted to be a good, like, podcast (laughs) co-host. You are. You know, I'm trying to be better. (laughs) And literally on my list in the bottom is like too much touching. 
<laughs> there was a lot of touching. Being that Charlie in the book is like seven years old. Yes, yeah, it's like eight. start. She's like seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like Drew Barrymore is like so young, and she, the movie she doesn't even look that old. Like she looks like she could be five. Yes. In some parts of the movie, she does look five years old. Mm-hmm. In some parts, she looks a good nine. Mm-hmm. She never looks older than ten the whole mm-hmm. movie. And there's so much male touching on her. Yeah, I was especially um, disturbed whenever the blackout happened, oh, and she was in that gymnastic. Mm-hmm suit and she went to go sit on that man's lap i was just like please get off this lap i was literally so stressed out i was like evan why are you making me watch this i don't want to watch this and like nothing nothing bad nothing bad that you would think if it's a blackout and there's an older man younger woman stuck in a room together. stuck in a room together yeah Especially he was playing the whole, I'm so scared Mm -hmm. card and I can't really see. And she's like, I can help you. And I'm like, no. Like, get out. Yes. I've been listening to this um, podcast called My Favorite Murder. Mm -hmm. And like, they love to say this over and over again. They're just like, children, adults do not need your help ever. And I'm just like, yep, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. don't. Uh Uh-uh. And I was so worried that whole scene. I was like, oh, no. I kept looking at you. I'm like, if you make me watch something like this. Never. I would never. Trust me. I would never. Never, never, never. But no, there was entirely too much touching. Yes. I also have on here, I love the casting in this movie. Mm-hmm. Besides casting, like, a man who is not Native American to play a Native American yes. person. That yeah. is problematic. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a very 80s. Yeah, it's such an 80s movie. Yeah, but... It would not fly today. No. It's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But I did love Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. as Charlie. Mm-hmm. And I did love her undescript white dad. Like, this man looks like he could play anything. Yeah, he still, to this day, he looks like certain actors that are out there today. Right. And I'm just like, who are you? He's no one. No one. We looked him up and we're like, we. this, this is, is the this only is thing. It. Yeah. But he just fit really perfectly as Andy. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Andy himself needs to be a little nondescript. He is always on the run. Yeah. So you don't really want to stick out. It was. It was excellent casting. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the actual book? Yeah. Let's get into it. So um, I started to read the book because of the 2022 movie that was coming out. Ebony was so excited. Like, we were watching, I don't know what we were watching in the theaters. It was, like, some, um... It had to be, like, Batman or Morbius or something. I think it was Morbius, and, like, the trailer came out, and I was just like, what? She lost it. Like, fully <laughs> was, like, jumping out of her seat. I had no idea what Firestarter was. I knew it was a Stephen King book, but as I have said on the podcast before, and I'm mm-hmm. going to re-say it because I'm going to have some negative opinions on this book, <laughs> I love Stephen King. I am a Stephen King girly, but not when the book is this long. Yes. I do not like a long book, and I do not like a book where there is no, like, supernatural element. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to have to say about that. <laughs> but Ebony was so excited, and I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, we gotta read it, we gotta read it, because we can watch the old movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. So, <laughs> we started reading the book. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, so for me, the beginning was fine. I was the good with was all, good. I was good with all the information that I was given. It was very descriptive. It mm-hmm. was very, I was in there. I was stressed out with them. I thought, like, everything made sense for the most part, like, how the events played out. And for the most part, like I said before, the 1984 movie did mm-hmm. a very good job Excellent staying job. true to it. Um. 
So it also even like fleshed out a little bit like the mother's powers because in the eighty four film it was just like she didn't do anything. Well, she was just dead. That's true. <laughs> like there was no mention. It was like the only time you see the mom mm-hmm. is like in the flashbacks where they're at the shot. Yeah. Like, and then you see her dead. Yeah. In an ironing board mm-hmm. that pulls out of a closet. That's all you get from the mom. Yeah. But the book, you do get to hear about her powers, which is interesting because I like that she was not alive because she was not alive in the movie. So I didn't feel like I didn't want to see her like walking around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So she was still dead, but you did get to see like you like hearing what her powers were and how they got like stronger at different points in her life because Charlie is a girl. Yeah. So it was nice to see that, like, oh, yeah, this is why they're worried. Mm-hmm. We can already see what happened to her mom. Exactly. And then, like, we get little blips of her, like, using her power. Mm-hmm. Like, changing the television channel mm-hmm. and things like that. And we even got a more in-depth explanation of Charlie's power. Because she's not just a pyrokinetic. She also can, like, do telekinetic pushes. Mm-hmm. And... So I thought that was, like, really cool and informative and stuff like that. And she gets, like, those hunches. So Yeah, like, she knows little, when people are coming. Yeah. Like, she can tell when, like, danger is on the way. So I thought that was, like, really cool. And then, like, made me wonder, like, okay, I feel like they're warranted in this worry. hmm Yeah. So let's see. What did I... Oh, okay. So I also liked how they changed well yeah they changed up in the movie how he was able to get charlie back whereas in the book it was like this long drawn out they actually did get her and like they were like on the way to like the airport with her and he had to like figure out his own detective hunch Mm -hmm. using his powers how to find her and i thought that was really cool and like that scene itself was just like really nice for me and I could see like why it wasn't needed mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of this book because this is so much book it's so much book it's so much book and I hate to say this I just feel like a lot of it's not necessary yeah I feel like a good two-thirds of this book is just a cat and mouse chase yes they're always running mm-hmm. and it's always just them being on the run mm-hmm. and in the beginning it's fun to read you're like in it because the book like starts out they're on the run and you're mm-hmm. like okay cool yeah yeah you're already in the plot but then after a while you're like can you get caught or can you get the letter somewhere like can you do, can something happen mm-hmm. there's so much running yeah there's so much backstory mm-hmm. it's so much okay I'm getting my keys out. Oh, I remember this key mm-hmm. being from my um, office back in the place that I had to run from. And then the key to my house and the key to my... I'm like, okay, can you just open the key? Can you open the door and can we move on? Yeah. And like... And and it's just like... It's also like in that same breath, it's like I understand why it's there. Because that is a very natural human emotion thought process. And stuff like that. But... I don't need to hear it. I don't want it. It it literally does nothing for me. Exactly. Who I did miss and who I wish I could have seen from the book is OJ. That one guy that actually seemed to matter, the one that was after her throughout the majority of the book, mm-hmm. he was so interesting. 
even though I didn't like him in the beginning, towards the end, whenever, like, everybody's, like, running and trying to jump over the gate, he's just like, y'all trying to kill her? No. No, not I'm for out. Me. Y'all can do that. It was literally one chapter, a paragraph of him just being like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. I felt like they kept in a lot of stuff that didn't need to be kept in, but then they left out a lot of good stuff. Yeah. In both movies. Mm-hmm. Especially the 2022 movie. Especially the 2022 movie. even the 84 movie. And I get it. You don't want to have a six. This is a long book. You don't want to have like a six hour long movie. Yeah, no. But I also feel like what's really silly that I feel like the movie industry will continue to do. They need to stop. They need to stop getting these books and being like, oh, 700 page book i can turn this in- no you can't you cannot turn this into a movie just turn it into a tv series yeah turn it into a mini series i i love a limited series me too i love a limited series give me five episodes yeah that way you can do your job get everything you need in there push out that content mm-hmm. and everybody's happy yeah don't give me don't don't try to condense 700 pages into an hour and a half yes don't do it don't don't do it is there anything that you love about this um, I'm book? A, I'm like, love. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you, like, really liked about this book before we move on to the 2022 movie? I liked... You know what I really like. I like that I felt a shift of a main character. Because, obviously, the book is called Firestarter. Yeah. The main character needs to be about the girl who starts fires. Yes. But I felt like in most of the book, the main character is Andy. It mm-hmm. is not Charlie. hmm And you don't really get it to being Charlie until they're caught. And, like, Andy is basically, like, incapacitated. He's just, like, gaining weight, can't use his powers, just, like, chilling around. Like, yes. Until he gets it together. And mm-hmm. then you get, okay, this is about Charlie now. hmm But... I don't usually see books that do that. Usually the main character is the same character throughout, throughout the, the entire, whole book. Yeah. But this book did a really good job at giving us two main characters in different parts of the book and not making it confusing or like, not like, okay, well, I'm going to kill the dad off, so now the daughter's the main character. Yeah. That wasn't it. Like, the dad was on the picture, mm-hmm. but the book shifted to, like, Charlie. Yeah. And I really liked how that was done. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my gripe about this book? Go for it. My main gripe. Mm-hmm. The reason that, like, I didn't love, like, and I'm not even going to say I hate this book because I would give it, I gave it a three out of five stars on Goodreads, mm-hmm. which is pretty low for me, but, like, it really could have been lower because I just was not interested. You kept coming over and been like, he finished Firestart. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was I just, just like, like, oh, no. I just can't. And, like, I really thought, I think Ebony thought I wasn't going to finish it because she's like, hey, do you just not want to do it? And I was like, no, I'm going to finish it. I was like, I'm going to push it. through it. <laughs> but, like, I, I had so many more gripes about it than, like, things I loved about it, which... To me, I was like, dang, that's crazy. I love Stephen King, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't love this. Mm-hmm. I know why. Why is it? I like Stephen King's books because there's always, like, a supernatural element. Okay. Like, there's always, like, something that cannot happen on Earth mm-hmm. or, like, in the dimension that we live in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, people aren't walking around setting fires. Yeah. So that was a supernatural element, but it wasn't good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was more of like a nefarious government agency 
got these people who needed some money, mm-hmm. pumped them full of something they didn't know the effects of. Mm-hmm. It killed people. It made people kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Then you have people who did not die, can use the powers that you gave them, mm-hmm. start a family, and you're hunting them because they've become too powerful. Mm-hmm. And to me, that felt a little too real for me. Because oh. I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that could probably be happening. Right. So that was like, for me, I, I thought that was like, guess the interesting part of it all. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, well, it's the what if factor. And I totally get that too. Because it's like, is this probably happening somewhere? Probably. For sure. They probably got a lot smarter with it and mm-hmm. didn't just let these people Yeah, they're around. not they're not letting these people roam around. Yeah. But to me I was just like mm. and also the whole time I'm reading this book, I'm like, Andy's power of the push was so much more interesting to me than Charlie starting fires. It was, and I think it's because like he is an adult, so he knows how to like, use it. Yeah what his limit is and the Mm -hmm. fact that she has no pain it feels good to her and the fact that she's a child it just made it seem like not uninteresting but it was more of a okay we know that you're not gonna do anything sinister you're just gonna be a glorified weapon Mm -hmm. and that makes you less appealing Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. and with Andy it's just like well, how far can you push it, in a way? That's true. Before you kill yourself, because that's his big thing. Like, if I push it too much, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm already feeling, like, stroke-like symptoms in Yeah, my every time I use it. So, like, how far? Like, how close am I to my limit? And it- the fact that he pushed himself was so cool to me. I was just like, that is so dope. I just, the whole time I read it, I was like, this is so much, I would have much rather read a book that focused on the push. Yeah. And it could have been like Charlie having the push. Mm -hmm. Because I'd be like, yeah, that's way more interesting to me than Mm -hmm. hierokinesis. Mm -hmm. Also. (laughs) There's more. There's more. (laughs) The way that Andy and Charlie get caught to me was so lame. Yeah. Especially what happened at like Mander's Farm. Like, you get this big scene full of, like, so much, like, action and power. And then, like, you, that's how you go out. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was, like, really cool for, like, to see it on the quote-unquote enemies side of it. Where, like, they masterfully, strategically set yeah. it up so they wouldn't kill themselves right. and stuff like that. Because, yeah, and I get it, but... I was it was pretty like, lame. Oh. And I was just like, so no, you, neither of you felt a bad feeling? Yeah, you didn't feel the hunch. But kind of in the book, he's like... Well, Charlie starts, technically did. Yeah, and like, even Andy starts talking a little louder. He's like, okay, we're getting our stuff. We're leaving. We're getting out of here. And I'm like, so you know something bad is about to happen. Mm-hmm. But in, in another... It's just like, what what can you do? Yeah, it's like... I felt like he knew this cat and mouse game was going to have to stop eventually. Yeah. You can't run forever. hmm Even though this book will have you thinking so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, because, like I said, we do spend some time with this agent called OJ. <laughs> it, 
I just thought it was such a useless chapter that we got some um insight about the mailman that they mugged on the side of the road mm-hmm. and he was just like ain't nothing good in America no more yeah I was like sometimes I would be reading and I have to stop and be like what is the point <laughs> like your husband always says stuff about like He's big on, is this moving the story along? Yes. He says it all the time about everything. Like, mm-hmm. anytime you talk about your book, he's like, is it moving the story along? Is it going to move the plot along? Is it moving the-? Sometimes I'm like, is this moving the plot along? Like, why Why is this here? Yes. And, like, like with my husband always saying that, now it's, like, in my head, as I'm writing, I'm just like, okay, am I moving the plot along? Is it, am I moving the plot along? I feel like I am. I feel like this is needed. And, like, in a way, like, it was needed to know that they did stop the mailman. What wasn't needed was the mailman's reaction. Yeah. So it's just like, eh. And then, like, I guess that's why they just killed him off in the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, you're They're not like, needed. We don't, yeah, we don't but need But we this. need to get this letters, but you don't need to live. Right. Right. I also, um, I was doing a little bit of, like, background research. Mm-hmm. And around the time that Stephen King wrote this, he, like, had a kid. Oh, yeah. And so, do you think that, like, played into the story? Be- yes. Um, because he said that in, like, his afterword, which was only two pages, so I was like, okay, I'm good with reading this. <laughs> <laughs> he said that Charlie wouldn't be the type of character that she was if his daughter hadn't helped him have some insight into, like, a 10 to 8-year-old's mm-hmm. mindset. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's really nice. Yeah. I just felt like it kind of played into, like, the themes, maybe. Because, like, there's obvious themes, like, don't trust the government. Yes. To me, was the main takeaway I got from this. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, children gaining independence from this. Because, you know, towards the end of the story, she her dad to, is dead. She has no choice. Yes. Yeah, she's like, an orphan. She's an orphan. She has no parents. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I felt, like, oh, okay. Once I re- realized, like, he was having kids as he was writing this, I was, like, dang. Like, maybe he's, like, writing this to, like, cope with the fact that, like, one day my children will have to, like, be adults. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice. hmm I thought that was, like, a really nice kind of, like, underlying theme to push in there. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, related to his own life. Like, I really did like Charlie. Mm-hmm. She's a go-getter in her own right especially to be so young mm-hmm. and like unfortunately she had to grow up fast yeah yeah but you know when you're getting hunted by secret government agencies yeah your phone's getting tapped you kind of have to mm-hmm. what would you rate the book i rated it a four okay because um i did not like the unnecessary lengthiness of it so long but I did like Andy's like push aspect. Mm-hmm. I loved the strategicalness of it. I loved Charlie's growth, yeah, and maturity yes. of it. I like how they like. Although I like the a uh, Rainbird, I really liked Rainbird. I like Rainbird too. I loved him, even though like there was a moment where I'm just like, you're being so pedophilic and i loved how even in the story as he wrote it it was mentioned that he was just like yeah i want her she's like my little goddess and i really Mm -hmm. want her so after all it is like i need you to give her to me even captain was just like 
no, no. And then Rainbow was like, listen, not like that. I want to kill her. And Ch- Captain was like, oh, okay, okay that's, cool. that's yeah, acceptable. Bye. Great. That's acceptable. <laughs> so I, I even like that he even took the time out to express that so there was no misunderstanding. Yeah, because yeah, that could very easily get misconstrued. As it almost did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I even wrote down, like, in the book, Rainbird is, like, creepy in a good way. Because, like, he's well-written. Mm-hmm. So he's not just... Because I hate when people put, like, oh, this is who you don't want to like. This is a villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to paint them as a villain. And you know they're the villain. Because, like, Rainbird is... He's not... He's a villain. Yeah, he's a gun for hire. Right. So, like, I mean, when you have a job like that, you're never going to be on the good side. No. Never. But he's written away. You kind of, like, get it. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I put in the 80s movie, he was creepy, mm-hmm. but smart and strategic. Mm-hmm. And in the 2022 movie, a bunch of question marks. Because it's like, I, and we're going to have to get to this movie. But it's like, I honestly don't even <laughs> feel like they really read the book. I feel like they watched the movie. I feel like what they did was watch the 1984 movie and they're like, okay, that's what happened. No. Now we're going to make it more feminist. We're going to make it so we hate men. We're going to make it so that there's no problematic things. So we're going to actually get a Native American to be a Native American. And we're going to just have her be schizo in a weird way. So let's talk about... No, no, no. More sociopathic. I'm going to say sociopathic. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Definitely sociopathic. So, the 2022 movie, and listen, this movie was bad. (laughs) It was really bad. And, like, we had the perfect setup for it because we went opening night. Yeah. Empty theater. Just as it was me, my husband Marlon, Ebony, her husband Carlos, whole theater to ourselves. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Mm Mm-hmm. When I tell I had you, high hopes for the beginning. I did have so high hopes. I knew when I saw her at school and her dead mom wasn't dead, <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Why are, and we spent so much time with her at school. Yeah, that was the biggest problem. For she me. doesn't go to school. <laughs> I really thought they were going to go somewhere with it. I was just no. like, okay, so maybe they, like, what happens is while she's at school, they come and get her. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can get and behind that. And then he has that. to find her. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind, no. No, she's just at school getting bullied because she doesn't have a cell phone. Which is, like, the weirdest thing to bully somebody for. Also, like, in this day and age of, like, ultra-gentle, tolerant children, we're bullying people. For a cell phone? That's classist. And I don't really think Gen Z was saying for that. So, first of all, that wasn't even realistic. <laughs> wasn't realistic to me. Right. Then she, like, sets a bomb off in the bathroom. Also, seeing her turn on the water to, like, throw the fire into was kind of crazy at the beginning of the movie, being that she doesn't really get that until the very end. Mm-hmm. So... Why are we starting the movie off this way? Her already knowing how to like throw her, throw the fire into. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get kicked out of school because you made a bomb. Mm-hmm. You go home. Your dead mom's alive. <laughs> Zach Efron is your dad, and he's like a hypnotist. 
<laughs> He's also constantly bleeding out of his eyes. Yeah, which, okay, so... I did like, like that, though. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I did like that. I like that a lot more than him running his hands through his like, fingers mm-hmm. and being like, oh, obvious headache. Yeah, oh, it, it was so obvious. It was a little too much. Yeah. So the eyes were a nice touch. I like Zac Efron's portrayal of Andy. Okay. Could this be because I've always liked Zac Efron? Probably. Mm-hmm. But I thought he did a pretty good job for what he was given. You know what? Zach did his job as an actor. He I did. Feel he carried he carried the film. But it's like as an actor, you can't just like do what you want. No. So he was doing what he was given. Yes. He did his job. Yes. He was very menacing. He was very High, he was just like under a lot of pressure and you could tell he was under a lot of pressure and he was doing the very best he could with the situation he was given and he was doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? I have nothing bad to say about Zyka Prum's performance. Mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say about the little girl's performance. I think her name's like Kira, Ryan, Armstrong. She has like a whole laundry list of names. Mm-hmm. And I was excited about this because she is in American, American Horror, Horror Story. Stories. And she does a fantastic job of being evil. Yes. So I was like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, Charlie's not necessarily an evil character. Mm-hmm. She's very genuine and she's a young child. So then I was like, mm, maybe I don't want to see you in it. Right. Once again, she did the best that she could with what she was doing. <laughs> like, towards the end of it, I'm just like, oh, so we're just saying thug life, putting our hood up and just blowing shit up? Because, well, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, thug life. It's blowing everybody up. Everybody gonna die. Can we talk about the Manders farm in the second movie? Because yeah. it was terrible. God, awful. I did not understand where they were going with that. Also, the fact that they villainized Manders. Yeah. I did not like that at I didn't all. like it either. I didn't like it, especially because they have this old black man. Mm-hmm. And his wife is, like, locked in a shed on, like, some kind of, like, breathing apparatus that Charlie finds. Which is weird because, okay, so we see her dropping into a shed. The next thing we see her doing is coming through the house. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, is it in the shed or is it in the house? Exactly. She comes in the house and Manders like, stay away from her. And crazy. He's going crazy about Charlie talking to his wife. And Charlie's like, she forgets you. And you're like, what? And they're like, oh, he's a drunk. He was driving drunk and killed his son and made his wife like this. And I was like, why? First of all, where did you get this from? Yeah. Second of all, why was it necessary? Exactly. And then his whole shtick is like, he goes outside the, the like, the lot people are outside and he's like, oh, I'm just a drunk. Yeah. I'm just this old drunk man. Sorry. I, I thought I saw these people we're looking for. Just me being drunk. And I was like, I hate this. It was so awful. What? Where did you get this from? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, there's never the scene where, like, Charlie and her dad, first of all, there's never the part where Charlie blows up all the agents at Manor's Farm, which really demonstrates her powers. Yes. So you really don't even get to see that early on. No, we you just- didn't see her, like, burning up cats. We saw her burn up a cat Mm -hmm. and as a baby (laughs) for no apparent reason (laughs) give herself 
a hair full of fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching like, Andy run in there and be like, what? <laughs> like, it's, this movie is not a comedy, but it is very it's close. <laughs> it's very close. Like, it had no business. It was such a shame. It was such a shame. <laughs> because my husband... <laughs> He loves this movie. He, he thinks loves it's it. He's so he's like, oh no, this is good. He's like, as soon as I saw the baby just get, catch fire, I was in. I was just like, Carlos. As soon as I saw the baby catch fire, I was like, oh no. I literally started looking like I'm like, what is the run, the runtime of the movie? I want to go home. Like five minutes in the movie, I was ready to leave. It was so bad because I was giving it so much hope. I'm like, okay, you know what? That was like one of the theories that that crazy man miss uh dr wanless yes had said that was a theory that could have happened like the b- baby bottle wasn't on time so she just yeah she just blows the yeah just she, throws handsome i'm like okay i'm i'm, I'm okay with this and, like and i'm sitting here your husband's loving this he's he's like oh he yeah thinks it's great she she blows up the cat he's like cheering in the audience yeah my husband is on his phone he's like why does this have eight percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> Why are we watching this? <laughs> that was, and I was so, I felt so bad because I was like, guys, give it a chance. And I'm like, I literally can't. I literally can't. Um, I have a list of things that I hate about this movie. <laughs> so what I felt like, because like Zach Efron was so, he was like so intolerably angry. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, okay, you're stressed. I get it. But the thing is, okay, so they fall asleep in a truck. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was like, I'm not going to push my daughter and I'm not going to encourage her to use her powers. Right. Even though the mom, the mom's dying wish was she wants Charlie to learn how to, like the whole fight that they're having the first half hour the mom was alive for whatever reason mm-hmm. is the mom wants Charlie to learn her powers and use her powers and harness her powers. And Zach Efron as Andy's like, no. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't have a choice in this. We had a choice in this. Like no. Yeah, and my thing is, I felt like it should have been flipped. Yes. Cause like, what I was telling Carlos, I was like, okay, if they're gonna go this route, kill Andy and let the mom live. Yeah. Because if the mom is the one that's encouraging her to use the powers and... Then she should be the one, like, guiding her. Yeah, not Andy. Who does not want her to use her powers. Yes. Like, now, he will use the push all the time. Mm-hmm. But she is not allowed to start a fire. No. You you see these things around you, you focus on these things around you, and you control your and breathing. And it's hilarious, because in both the book and the movie from the 80s, like, Andy is encouraging her to use her powers. Like, like listen, the book and the movie opens up with him being like, steal the quarters from that coin machine, please. Yes. <laughs> like, we need money. It's like, but don't, don't throw fires at people. Don't set people's feet on fire. Because she's over here like, it was the feet. He's like, well, you could have burned off his face, so, so let's keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. But even in the the new movie, he's like, if you start it, you gotta finish it. Put it yeah. out of his misery. Yeah. Because she only, like, half burned stuff. Like, this cat scratched her. So she, And she set it half on fire. And so, he's just like, no, you put can't. Put it out of his misery. What are you doing? <laughs> he's sociopath. Because <laughs> she's over here like, well, it scratched me and I just did it on accident. And he's like, well, you can't use it reflectively because now look at it. Now it's over here suffering. You gotta Kill finish it. your job. 
And it's funny because, like, as she, like, throws her hoodie on and it's about to kill everybody, she's like, put him out their misery. You gotta, gotta finish the job. <laughs> gotta do it. And she just starts burning everybody up. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And it's like, okay, so there are parts in this movie where it's like, okay, obviously you did read the book because, like, Andy was helping people, like, quit their addictions mm-hmm. and lose weight and stuff like that for money. Right. I'm like, okay, you got clearly got that from the book. But then you just like, all right, that's it. And you're like, ah, it's kind of like Oh yeah. And then I'm sorry no, to cut fine. you off. So they like use these names from this like the people who are um overseeing the testing and whatnot. They have um the doctor who was black mm-hmm. in the 84 film his name is like on plastered on this like sign that they go into to see dr wayneless mm-hmm. and then so it's just like okay you got certain things but you only want to use the names you only want to use half of the genders you want to have like the mom alive for like 40 minutes of the movie and keep in mind the movie's only an hour and a half <laughs> so it's just like it's just really weird, and I don't understand why they picked and choose these things and then change other things. To me, it feels like they did not finish the book. To me, it feels like they read right before they got to Mander's Farm, and they said, that's enough. <laughs> because after that, nothing that happens for the rest of the movie is even close to anything in the book or even the other movie. No. But I do say that I did like Rainbird having powers. I did like that too, because it made sense to me. It does make sense to me too that they would te- the government would test mm-hmm. on Native Americans before they tested on white people. Yeah, it makes it to me up. But it that tracks. goes back to me being like, this is a little too close to home. Yeah, a little it too nefarious government agency. Yeah, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that yes, I feel like that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about the end of the new movie where she kind of walks into the sunset with Rainbird? Oh yeah, you didn't see me. I got up and I left out the theater. That I is true. Done. You did. You did get out of. You left. You were like, okay, that was too much. That was way too much. Cause like it wasn't even a question of um who killed my mom. Mm-hmm. You know this man killed your mother. And, like, it also goes into, so how powerful is Andy's push? Because you seem to just snap out of it. Like, it was no problem mm-hmm. whenever it came to him. So, it was just, like, you can't set something up. Like, Andy being able to push people to do things. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through be like oh no that's not really a thing yes because that's kind of what they did they like negated all of Andy's powers mm-hmm. in that one moment where she chose not to kill the person who killed her mother and would have killed her and her father mm-hmm. he's chasing you the entire second half of the movie yeah and I also didn't like how the people in the fire suits were impervious to the fire. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Because, like, her power has been noted to destroy cinder block. Building. Yeah, but your fire suit is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. Mm-mm. 
I did not like that. Also, um, the letters. Non-existent. Didn't matter. The whole point of blowing up the lot is so you can give the letters to some agency. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even talk about this before. So, like, they're writing letters mm-hmm. to, like, different publications talking about, like, what they have done to them and why they're searching for them and, mm-hmm. you know... So that there'll be some legitimacy and people can see what they're doing. Is wrong, right. Right. So, and that's obvious in the book, obvious. And then also in the movie, after, you know, Charlie becomes an orphan, she goes back to Mander's farm. They could never have kids. So, of course, they're like, oh, cool, we'll take you in. And they help her, like, get the letters out to the people who will listen. Right. In the new movie. That's not a thing. They don't care about that. There are no letters written. After Charlie kills everybody at the lot and, like, blows the place up, she just kind of starts walking mm-hmm. with Rainbird. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's no letters and you're not telling anybody what happened and you just blew up the lot, it's like... There, what was did, the point? What was the point? You, you're not solving anything. Because in the book, the lot quickly, like, reforms. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, like, they're back looking for her they're all like a band hunt for charlie yeah and she kind of gives the letters to rolling stone mm-hmm. and they're like okay and they publish them in this out for the world yeah but if nothing happens with no letters then it's like what was the point of all this like all of this was for naught mm-hmm. you could just keep running mm-hmm. yeah that was that was really annoying to me mm-hmm. yeah and it was just like oh my god because like i really thought they were gonna do something cool. Yeah. Because like they had like these advanced eye contacts in so that Andy could have yeah. just pushed them. I was like, okay, we're gonna go somewhere with this. And then they're like, we're gonna make sure that because you and your daughter have this connection, we're gonna make sure that she comes to the light, she'll know where to go. Mm-hmm. If Andy wasn't the one to telepathically tell her where to go, how did she know? Exactly. And how could she just get there by bike? That she stole by doing the push on people. Yeah. Which was, that scene was kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she was in her thug life. Yeah. Hood up. Stealing bikes. Stealing money and sandwiches. <laughs> Still clothes. Still clothes. <laughs> It was just like, what are... It, it got to the point where I was just like, where are you going with this? Nowhere. Because this is not the book. They were going nowhere. They said, let's make an episode of American Horror Story. And I'm just like, if you wanted to do that... Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus. It was, yeah. It it fell apart at the end so bad. Mm-hmm. I would literally give that movie like a 0.5 out of 5 stars. only because the actors just had to do what they were given it is not anything on their part Mm -mm. it's whoever and I'm so disappointed because Blumhouse does not miss not like that because some of their stuff is kind of corny yeah but it's always like watchable Mm -hmm. this isn't watchable at all I was so you left I did leave (laughs) (laughs) like the movie had like four more minutes and you were like I'm out I, I don't care I was just like, because, like, I remember I religiously go out of my way to not watch trailers. Mm -hmm. So that one trailer that I saw was in the theater. And in that trailer, he was just like, 
straight from the book. I've never seen her do anything like this before. I don't know if she can stop. Mm-hmm. That was the scene from Manders Farm where she's blowing up all the agents. He never said those words. That scene never happened. So there is clearly an extended version of this movie out there somewhere where the proper scenes are in there where it probably does make sense. I want that movie. Mm-hmm. I I would also like to see it. <laughs> because the trailer was better than any part of the movie. It's so true. She was out there blowing up birds. Mm-hmm. Did she ever do that in this? Nope. She killed she, a cat, though. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... It was really disappointing to see. Because I was really excited because I love the 80s version. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited to see what I thought was going to be like just a simple remake with better like special effects. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with the shot for shot remake with better special effects. Yes, I would have. I would have been there for that. I'm like, yeah, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. With like ethically correct, yeah, with, with people. people who were supposed to be playing who they're supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. Zach Efron and Ryan Kiera Armstrong, <laughs> Kiera yes. Ryan Armstrong. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, but. Like that even, is not what we got. No, like and even if they decided to kill off Zach and like lead it with the mother the mom I, I would have been fine watching that too mm-hmm. cause like hey you're halfway there she's halfway an orphan there so you go we're I good. mean by, by the end of the movie she's going to be an orphan so it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter the order in which y'all die nope Mm-mm. and I felt like it kind of would have made more sense if like she burnt the mom's hand and then the mom goes out with her so that she can like console her mm-hmm. not like she thinks the mom's mad at her so like Dad takes her away. Yeah, that's just like... It's like, mm, you're kind of proving the point. The mom's mad at her. Maybe yeah. mom should have gone. Yeah, for sure. So it's just like, what the heck? But I do say that that little fight scene that she had with... <laughs> with... Oh my God. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about... <laughs> so we were in the movie theater, obviously. And it's just us. Mm-hmm. So Marlon's Marlon's over there like, oh, she's about to pop out of the <laughs> the ironing board. And Carlos is like, what? She's about to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like standing in the living room with Rainbird like has his eyes covering the girl's um ugh. So Rainbird had his hand covering the girl's eyes. So he's like, Well, she's like us. She can't do anything mm-hmm. if she can't see. And she's over there like, where's my mom? Where's my wife? And then she pops out of this random closet. Because, like, you're, there's no way you're going to have an ironing board in the living room. Okay, but honestly, do you own an ironing board? I do, but it, like, it hangs up. You do own an ironing board. I don't own an ironing board. And I never will, because I will not iron. Mm-hmm. I will throw things in the dryer, or I will steam it. <laughs> Respect though. I don't iron. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you gotta update these things for the time you're living in. <laughs> you I do. Because, like, honestly, no one has just a closet where you open it. Up. for an ironing No board. one does that. So, like, what did you shove her in? <laughs> <laughs> what was the point like, of shoving her anywhere? Like, just leave her dead on the floor. <laughs> and also, why could it. Oh my god. Andy. Slash Zach Efron 
is walking through this house. Mm-hmm. It's fully disheveled. There are pictures off the walls. There has to be glass on the floor from pictures being thrown off the wall. Yeah. And he's just like, do you do This is kind of weird. And he starts kind of like looking at the walls like, wait, these pictures are strewn around. There's glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Huh. Me. If that would have happened in my house? I'm not stepping another foot First, in here. No. 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 No, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. And I and when I do want to know, I want a police to tell me what happened. It's exactly. I don't want to stumble upon my husband falling out. I don't even have any closets in this house. <laughs> Stumbling out of like... The refrigerator. The refrigerator. <laughs> they shove him under the sink. <laughs> I don't want to... I just don't understand the purpose of hiding her. <laughs> you know she's dead. They all know she's dead. They all have powers. Yes. Maybe. My God. And then like the like the whole purpose of the shop is to like remain low key, and they just have this man blasted all over the television. Yeah. Like, hey, he's out here killing government agents. Right. Several years ago. Why is this a story now? Exactly. Oh, because he just now also killed his wife. Mm-hmm. But y'all weren't looking, so you know, you allowed this man who <laughs> killed government agents to, just to live get his wife. married. <laughs> I was just like, come on now. Y'all got to do better. And like, don't get me started on Kat. Yeah. Don't get me started on this broad. She was just like, I get it. At the very end of the book, a woman replaced Captain Hollister. Mm-hmm. And she was very witty and, like, quit-witted. This isn't her. No. This lady's a bimbo. This this is a bride that's just, like, I don't really care about what you're saying. I want what I want. She's a spoiled she, brat. It was really hard to watch. So I was like, I don't want to watch this black lady acting like this. Because she's so much better than that. Well, I saw her in Runaways, and she was so much better than that. I've she never was. seen her in anything. Oh. But I just knew. She had to be better with what they were making her be. Yes. Because, like, with her few lines, she was just, like, she goes and sees Dr. Wainless. Mm-hmm. And in there, she's like, yeah, I really don't care what you're saying. Are you going to help us with the girl or not? Yeah. And I'm just and like, like, girl, <sighs> Miss Girl, why? With this fake-ass smile. Just, and, like, she looks so clueless at all times. Always. Like, she has, like, she has nothing going in her head. It's, like, all rocks for brains. Like, yes. no thoughts, just vibes. Yeah. No and thoughts, she, just give me the girl. <laughs> and then she's, like, has her face pressed up to Zac Efron talking about some, you're not gonna kill me because I'm so close to your daddy. And if you kill me, you're gonna kill your dad, too. And she's, like, guess what? I'm killing my dad. <laughs> And Zach over there, like, cracking his neck. Kill her. Kill them all. Burn it all up. Burn it all down, baby. (laughs) You know, I miss all of that from the book and the movie. It was so good. And it, like, this could have had the potential to be so great. Yes. It is so bad. They have the funds to make a fantastic movie. movie. Yeah. I think they spent too much on casting. They did. (laughs) <laughs> when it came to the writers they were just and like listen, they, hey listen just try to make it make a little sense and they did a little sense <laughs> Jesus oh god well well that was terrible that was Firestarter <laughs> <laughs> sorry I guess I forgot the name of the book <laughs> and it's really funny because there is a book called Fireproof. Isn't that 
like a Christian thing? It's like the Christian savior marriage thing. <laughs> and every time I was trying to look at things up about fire starter, I would type in fireproof and I would read like half of something and be like, wait a second. This ain't it. This ain't it. <laughs> like I truly could not remember the name of this book. No. And then you know what? After this, you don't have to. That's true. Like it can finally leave my life. <laughs> like honestly, the day I finished, because I finished this week. And I was like on my lunch break and I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like she she gave her papers to the Rolling Stone and I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm done. I don't have to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Firestarter will not hold me hostage anymore. Yeah, you're done. How's it feel to be unchained? Feels really good. Like I have a, a whole like queue of books that I get to read that I know will be better than this. Yes. And I'm just like. I'm about to go on um, vacation. My anniversary's coming up. Mm-hmm. And I get to have a plane book. Nice. I'm going to read um, Poet X on mm-hmm. the plane. I'm going to bring my little Ziploc baggie. You'd love to hear it's it. It's a precaution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very careful with Ebony's books. <laughs> like, I was truly, like, I was going to troll Ebony and get her a book for her birthday and write in it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of getting her a card, I'm going to write straight in the book. But I don't want to do that to her, so I'm not. But I just thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, thank you for this tarnished gift. <laughs> thank you for this used book. Because I guess Mary was on hard times. She had to go to the yard sale to get something. I was like, man, she'd be so mad if I got her a brand new book and wrote in it. I'm like, maybe I'll I should look. bend a couple pages. Listen, if it's not from the author, I don't want you writing in my book. Highlight a line or two. I don't know. But it'd be a surprise. I would do like in the middle of the book. Honestly, whenever you got your beloved copy, you had a Sharpie in your hand. And like, I just kept playing that over and over and over in my head. I'm just like... Please tell me she's not about to pop the cap off of that shark. And the thing is, I might have. I'm like, no. I like told Ebony the day I said, when your book comes out, I'm going to buy two copies. I'm like, thank you. One that I can keep in pristine condition and one I can write in. I won't write it around you because I'm respectful. <laughs> you hide that copy. Yeah, like that copy will just stay in my room or something. <laughs> But then your copy can go on my, like, blue and purple, purple book stack. Yay. That's <laughs> where it belongs. Yeah. Oh, God. I guess we can end it now. I guess we can. I think we've said all we need to say about Firestarter. How much I hate this book. How much you are okay with it. Yes. How much we hate the latter movie. Oh. How much we love the 80s movie. We love the 80s movie. <laughs> Which is crazy, because I don't feel like it should be like that. <laughs> no. They, they really dropped the bomb. They... Really an awful job. Yeah. I'm sorry to everyone involved. But you know what? Whenever I get up there, I get, like, started shaking hands with the proper people. I'm going to make sure that there's a mini series. Limited series. That's all that's that all you need. It, three episodes. That's it. That's all you really need. Yeah. I would say at max five. Mm-hmm. And that's if you want to drag it out. Exactly. That's if you want to put the backstory in there. And you really don't have to. Jump right in. Yeah. I mean, they, that's, what, that's what they did. They jumped right into their own imagination. Yes. Like, in the opening credits, <laughs> I guess we're not done. So, in the opening credits, they have this series of, like, 
him and her talking in the interview process about whether they did drugs and all mm-hmm. the interview stuff and the guy's gouging out his own eyes and all of this that and the other and then they jumped into the book the the their story yeah their their interpretation they must have been on drugs and done this yeah I'm they just... said oh wait we're supposed to be on drugs because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i was just like there are so many interpretations of government just doing testing on people and like getting the story actually right there are heroes x-men all 10 variations of this these people <laughs> absolutely like tuskegee airmen there's so many and you're just like come on this is what you did just dropped it just dropped the ball they're, they just they just had fun they they like they semi caught the ball they're just like, they they fumbled it definitely yeah, that's... They fumbled it. They fumbled the bag. <laughs> Neither so one of us knows sports term. <laughs> like, well, they did something with that ball. They did. It wasn't what they were supposed to do. It wasn't a shot. <laughs> it was not a goal. No, not at all. All right. Okay, for realsies, we're yeah, going we to end, really end it. we got to really end this time. All right. Thank you so much for coming and listening to our episode of Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I'm a Mary. You're not. I'm Mary. <laughs> You're Ebony. I am Ebony. Okay, this is just over, guys. <laughs>